This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. It covers a wide variety of guests and topics. If you have any comments or suggestions for the program, please contact Bridget. That's B-R-I-G-I-D, Bridget, at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400. And now, here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hey, Jim. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being with us today. And Bridget, we've got a studio full of people today and a a topic that I'm really interested in uh, hearing more about. But let's uh, begin with a prayer. If you want, why don't you go ahead and introduce everybody first, and then we'll do a prayer. Okay, great. Well, we're going to be talking about the Rescue Project, which we did an interview um, earlier this year on this topic. And we're going to be um, join, joining us in studio, uh, our guests from St. Elizabeth Seton. We have Jeff Hess, we have Lee Mormon, and we also have Cheryl Raynan. So um, welcome, and we're going to pray together here. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Come, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, fill the hearts of us, your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, um, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. We're amen. all we're all um, not in unison doing our sign of the cross, but hey, you know it's just like mass, right? You know we're all kind of <laughs> lagging along there. Well, we're going to be talking about the Rescue Project, and it's a fairly new, um, I guess, program that parishes are offering that really helps with evangelization and discipleship. Jeff, I'm going to start with you to tell us a little bit about. Um, what it is, the yeah. Rescue Project. Great. Well, thank you, Bridget. Um, so uh, I guess maybe I'll back up a little bit and, and talk about how it came about, and that, sure. that is through Acts 29. And, and, and Jeff, you might just introduce yourself a little bit, too, of uh, who you are and what you have to do with the project. Sure, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a parishioner at Seton, been, a, been there 20 years, I think, so um, not part of the staff, just been involved in a variety of different ministry ministries over the years, and uh, married. My, my five children have all been baptized um, there at Seton. Uh, we were married at Seton, so uh, it's our family. It's our home away from our, our actual home. No, I'm curious. When you come into the uh, narthex at Seton, you have the big holy water fountain. I mean, it's yeah. eight feet by eight feet by three feet tall. Yeah. Do you do baptisms in it we absolutely or near do. it? Yep, in it. In it, all in right. It, yeah. I've I've not been there for a baptism. So. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, you should come for a baptism sometime. <laughs> come the Easter vigil. Yes. That's when the adults go into the font. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They'll do like the whole, you know. It's beautiful. Immersion, immersion type yes. thing, which is you know, that's a whole other topic, but it's yeah. kind of cool. You know, you can guess you have the option, right? Yeah. Even you babies, you know. Oh, yeah. They'll do the, I feel sorry for them when they go all the way down. It's like, whoa, that was a big surprise. Oh, it's amazing. Um, it is amazing. So, um, sure. I'm sorry I got you off track. Yeah, you, no, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. So, Lee, um, give us a little bit about your background. Yes, I'm married um, to Martin Mormon. We've been parishioners for probably 20 years as well. I've got three grown daughters, and um, they've all 
been to the church and now moved out and moved on and to their to their own lives and we just love Seton. Been there, don't go love the parish, love the family, community. That's super awesome. Cheryl, what about you? I think I think we've talked before here. I think maybe we had you in before with Jeff, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just I recognize you from seeing you at church or something. Maybe. Or the fish fry. Could be that. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> um I like Jeff and Lee, I've been a parishioner for like 22 years. Okay. And my husband, Arnell, and I have five kids and have raised them there. And it's just like home. That's the best way to describe it. You know, it's really awesome. I did youth ministry over at Our Lady Mount Carmel. And the, and the volunteers who are not, there's, there's nothing wrong with the paid staff. They're awesome, too, you know. But there's something that volunteers really bring in when they when they come in and they, they help out. And they really just... They really want to be there, you know, not that the paid staff doesn't, but it's just different. Um, so you guys have all been involved with the rescue project. Tell us what it what it is, Jeff. Yeah, so it, the rescue project evolved out of uh, Acts 29, which Father John Ricardo uh, started several years ago after he left um, his post as a, par- or as a pastor at a parish up in Detroit. Um, Acts 29, its mission really, they... They go by really three basic principles. They, they want to help people require or reacquire a biblical worldview, um, become more than a staff, and that's really it for parishes. They do a lot of what I would kind of call consulting work for parishes, dioceses around the country. So from a staff be, or from a parish perspective, become more than a staff. And then pr- prayerfully discern God's plan. And I think that can be applied to all of us. We get Mm -hmm. caught in this thinking of, what do I do next? What am I doing? What am I doing? What do I want to do? Not what is God calling me to do? And what was born from this and out of their prayerful discernment was the rescue project. And as Father John Ricardo talks about all the time is, is if, if he were, he challenges his brother priest, if you were to look out into the pews and ask the simple question, how many of you are overwhelmed by the message of the gospel? Not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but the gospel, Jesus Christ coming, being born, crucified, died on the cross to say for, for our um, to be sacrificed for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people would actually raise their hands that they're overwhelmed by the message of the gospel? Mm-hmm. And he would, he would say, not, not many. And so that's the mission of the rescue project is to help people become overwhelmed by this message and then overwhelmed so much that they're mobilized for mission to go out and tell others, retell the story. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, and I I, I'm not super great with by the Bible, but um, Acts 29, there isn't a 29, right? Is that the is that the joke? And that's Mm -hmm. so that's that's the his message is we are living the 29th book of Acts. We are the 29th chapter. That's super cool. We're talking with Jeff Hess, Lee Mormon, and Cheryl Rennan um, of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish, and we're talking about the Rescue Project. So. Now, St. Elizabeth Seton and also St. Louis de Montfort, we talked to um, Father Thomas Hahn uh, earlier, maybe I think it was like August or maybe early September before these programs got rolled out at those two parishes locally. And I don't know if any other parishes around the Indianapolis metro area were doing that, but those are the only two that we were aware of. Um, And he told us all about it, but now we're going to kind of take a look back and how how it happened and what happened at um, St. Elizabeth Seton. So... Um, do either of you, um, uh, Lay, Lee, or Cheryl, want to talk about kind of what the format was, what the program was, and and what exactly happened at St. Elizabeth Seton these past several months when it when it when it launched? Okay. Um, well, I will say that in June they had a live event 
in Columbus, Ohio, and several of us were going to go and attend. It was basically doing all eight. There's eight sessions. Okay. Right? Um, but they did all of them in one day. Ooh. It, was, it, was, it was supposed to be a weekend retreat, but I think it was like Father's Day, and so they consolidated it into one day. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I ended up going, and um, it was just incredible. I never, you know, I think the whole purpose is to let us know what our story is, and we've kind of lost it. Mm-hmm. And I grew up K through 12, Catholic <laughs> education. I just think, I didn't know the story. Like, I knew it, but I didn't know the story. And mm-hmm. he has such a beautiful way of pulling in the Bible and then history and then looking at the saints and just, it, it, it was overwhelming. And on the way back, I was texting Jeff. I'm like, we need to do this at our parish. And and then like the next day, Brian Freiberger from St. Louis de Montfort was like, I've already got the ball rolling at St. Louis de Montfort. We're going to start it. And I mean, he had his spreadsheet and <laughs> had it all laid out what they were going to do. And he's like, I think you should join us. And then, so then we met a couple of days later, and we just we decided we were going to get it going by the end of September. After we consulted, you know, our um, Father Brian Dorr and the staff at Seton, and we we're like, "Can we do this?" And they were very supportive, and so we went from there. How many people uh, did you have involved in? You actually had some meetings where people came in and viewed the videos together. Is that correct? Yeah. So we we early on. So we have a, a core team of probably. Eight, six to eight people, give or take a little bit. Sure. Um, we had people, a variety of different um, participation levels. We then had table leaders, table facilitators for discussions. The format for the night is come together, meal, um, video, and small group discussion. So you want to have people facilitating the discussions around the table. Like um, a table leader or something, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, so then the, the people viewing the video, we ended up having, give or take, every single night, 200 people oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. at St. Elizabeth Seat. That wow. is amazing. We were hoping for 50. <laughs> yeah. Initially, yeah, that was just it. And the, the look on Cheryl's face, I think, as the numbers grew, because God bless her husband and, and a couple other folks who helped prepare the meals. Um, when we got to 100, like, 150, 200, wow. they're going. It was like the, the feeding of the 5,000. 5, it really was. Yeah, and this was once a week for eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, and and they came repeatedly every week. That, that's I what mean, I was going to ask you. When you have a long term thing like that, you might get mm-hmm. pretty good crowd the first time, a little less the next time, a little less and a little less, but it mm-hmm. stayed pretty pretty level. It stayed consistent. Well, I'm curious, what were the? I mean, did you get all kind of different age groups coming in, or was it was it like more, you know, married couples, or was it more, you know, just singles or older people what was the kind of like the demographic of the people who who participated there we had a lot of various ages and it was interesting when we opened up the doors um we had 28 tables set and we had eight to ten people at all tables and a couple of tables ended up being our young people table Uh um, that (laughs) they run together and so we had certain tables that you know we had those individuals at, and then we had small group tables people who were meeting regularly and their adult, you know, in small groups, they uh-huh. came together. So I think we had a, a good, you know, various ages, all ages. Yeah, that's just, I mean, when you do something like that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys were really blown away when you, when you realize how many people were actually coming. Absolutely. And I, I think that was, it, it, and on one hand, it's a little overwhelming thinking, how are we going to feed this many people? How's the <laughs> night going to flow? Are we going to have enough time? But then once you kind of get past that and you and you know I think somebody on our team said 
it'll all work out, right? The, whole, the Holy Spirit will go to work, it'll all work out. Once we got past that, then it was more overwhelming of, oh my gosh, this is amazing to see all these people come together, have such great discussion. And I think that that's what was beautiful about having people who were um, cradle Catholics, people who were converts, people who were young, people who were older, um, all different sorts of backgrounds come together. And no matter how well they knew the gospel, the message of the gospel, they came together and were overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Now, now, is it were people did the people did not necessarily need to be from St. Elizabeth Seton? They and they didn't even necessarily need to be Catholic, right? Is yeah. that it was kind of really mm-hmm. open to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know how many? And I don't know if you know this. How many people were maybe not Catholic at all? Did you have any way to determine that, or was it just you just kind of left it open and let people come in? Or do you have any idea on that? Not sure. No, we did not track that. That's know, right. <laughs> yeah. I know that even at our table, we had three people from another parish mm-hmm. that came in. So mm-hmm. we. Yeah. And there, I there know that a couple of people, wasn't there was a story that a woman had ran into someone in the parking lot and yes. she hadn't seen him in years. Yes. And he mm-hmm. just said, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm searching for something. And she's like, then you need to come with me. And he showed up the next night and he showed, he's like, my friend invited me. And we're like, come on in. And he was there every week that's exactly what the kind of stuff that we need to be doing and Mm -hmm. there's a there's an evangelization team at st elizabeth seton which i think you're are you a part of that jeff okay yeah we'll talk about that some more but but that's like kind of that's a whole initiative you know like just can Mm -hmm. i pray with you and let's inviting people in so we Mm -hmm. need to get better at that as catholics on that note we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and talk more about the rescue project so stay tuned for more faith in action You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Learn more about the Catholic faith in a fun, exciting way. It's Catholic Challenge 2.0. Test your Catholic knowledge with questions like this. Who was the first person born in the Western Hemisphere to be canonized a saint? Was it St. Rose of Lima? St. Catherine Drexel, or St. Isaac Jokes? Answers to this and more with Catholic Challenge 2.0. Catholic Challenge 2.0 every Thursday afternoon at 4.30 on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking about the Rescue Project with a a team of uh, volunteers that are at St. Elizabeth Seton, Jeff Hess, Lee Mormon, and Cheryl Rainan. And... um, there's a lot of different ways to participate in the rescue project. Now, a parish can put it on, but talk a little bit about the delivery of it. And for parish, well, go ahead and give us the ways we can we could do it. Yeah, so there, we ran it, and, and I think we've seen it run at multiple parishes, and we hear Father Ricardo and his team talk about this. It's run in multiple different ways. One is um, a, a large group setting where you bring people together on a weekly basis in that format we talked about, sharing meal, video, small group discussion. We also had a a fairly decent sized group of of folks who had small groups formed already, and they would get together in their own homes, Mm -hmm. six to eight people, and they they would probably pitch in or provide dinner at some home, and then they would watch the videos together and have that discussion. So you could do it in a little bit more quiet, smaller setting, or like I said, a large, larger scale setting. And when we were at the break, um, Lee was telling me that that uh, Father Ricardo and, and Acts uh, 29, they do provide like training videos if you're going to 
maybe host it in your house or put it on at your parish. Talk a little bit about that. I'm sure you guys watched those, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was, uh, it was very helpful to us. Yes, on the website, they have the videos that you can watch, but they also have a whole series. I think there's like eight different videos to equip you to put on the program, whether it be in your home or parish-wide. And so there's a lot of videos. They give you all the resources you need from, from think printable print materials that you can use and how to promote. So I'm looking at one of the websites, uh, rescueproject.us. That looks like one of the websites that you can go to to get the materials. Now, is this expensive to do or, you know, what what's the cost? Yeah, so I'll address that. I want to go back and, and something that Lee said. Um, one of the things that I think is key for people who are listening and they want to try to try to run this at their own parish, Father Ricardo is very big on it's not push play and go there and that's why the equipping videos are so important uh to watch to get an understanding of how to um run this at at a parish so what what were some of your takeaways i guess on the equipping side before you even decided to run this because obviously you got a team you're praying together you're discerning you know watching those videos you, can we pull this off <laughs> can god pull this off well, i'm sure he can but you know you know what i mean yeah, two two things that stood out to me, and you two jump in if you want to um, as well. But one, make things beautiful. Don't just throw out paper plates and plasticware and um, a cheap tablecloth and like make it beautiful. Like we, you should have people walk in and go, "Wow, they did this for me." Yeah, they like did, yeah, you right? go yeah when you go to something like that. Like I've been to different women's brunches or whatever, and they really, you know, they they didn't make it really beautiful, and it, it it's so inviting. It makes you feel like. They did this for me because I'm important. That's right. You know, or that's, I'm I'm worthy or I'm... And that's a huge piece in, in a couple <laughs> of the videos or really throughout is we are all important. We are all... There are millions of people, right? Mm -hmm. But we are all important. We all created in the image and likeness of God. So that was one. The, the other key takeaway was the, the table facilitators leading the discussions, making sure that um, people respect each other's responses. And not that we don't, but... You just never know when somebody says something, you don't want somebody to go, I can't believe they said that. Mm -hmm. um, no, have a, you know, just sure. be conscious of it. Be aware of your own reactions mm -hmm. um, and allow people to share sure. as they will. And, and sometimes at a small group like that, someone may tend to dominate and speak mm -hmm. too much at, at the expense of other people. Uh, and so I suppose the coordinator kind of balances that as well. Absolutely. And it's important to remember that everybody's in a different spot on their journey. Yeah, and that's that was just being respectful of that and and wanting to guide people along and help each other and guide each other along, I guess. Yeah, the accompanying, you know, we're all right. in that mode where we're we're to be accompanying and and right, everybody's in a different place and not to react like, "Oh my gosh," or you know, Jim's good point, you know, don't don't dominate the conversation. Not that I know anything about that, Jim. We joke <laughs> about that a lot. I do let other people talk. All right. Um, I could do a bridge log, a monologue, so quote unquote. <laughs> but I want to get into some of the some of the topics that are presented that you know really draw people in who wants to go with that we're all looking around okay right. jeff go ahead start with you yeah so it's it's really built on uh, the kerygma um but if you say kerygma some people are going what is that I don't yeah know what, what is that what is the kerygma so um father ricardo really breaks down the kerygma into four principles uh one we are created uh in the image and likeness of god we are captured by sin and death and and the devil uh, we were then rescued by Christ, and now what is our response? He then breaks it down into created, captured, rescued response. 
So, um, so those are the, the, the videos are broken down into those four basic principles of the kerygma. Now there's eight videos. So you spend a couple videos on each of those topics and then an event in a, a, a very last session on, okay, what is, how are we going to do this? Not just our response, but then what's, what's our, what's, we need to discern God's will for us. Um, so the, you know, the, he spends two videos specifically on Satan and, mm-hmm. and his presence in the world around us. And he's really big on talking about um, the enemy is the enemy, right? So uh, just because you might disagree with me and might not like what I'm doing, you're not the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Even though that's the world we live in today, we tend to argue with one another or get angry with what, just because you don't agree with something I say. So a big focus on the enemy recognizing his presence in the world today around us, and we have to do that so then we can appreciate and fully understand why Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, why he crawled upon that cross and died for our sins. So he spends two videos, um, of course, on, on that. That's a great point that you bring up and that he is bringing up is that, you know, again, because we're in this mode sort of in our culture where if you don't agree with me, you're the enemy, whereas that's not the truth. The the enemy is the enemy and they're maybe deceiving someone um, and maybe we're deceived ourselves, whatever, you know, we all, none of us are perfect. Um, but, you know, not to put that person in that category as you are the enemy. It's like, the enemy is the enemy. You are loved by God, even though we may disagree on whatever, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's a great point. I'm curious. Um, you guys have talked about, were you all table facilitators or what What was your kind of reaction? We got about six minutes left to this whole, the talks, the little conversations or the table discussions, which I always find super, like, valuable and i learned so much from other people i'm just like wow yeah so talk about your experience as either facilitators or just overhearing and and hearing what people's feedback was i think my the biggest feedback i i was impressed not impressed with but very grateful for was that after the the captured videos which were very very thought-provoking but the number of people that felt drawn to go to confession oh or to look at their role in some things that were happening. And I was just very grateful for that because I think that it was very healing. Um, and so that was wonderful. And then we did have a retreat um, for our two parishes, which was very beautiful. And to see the parishes coming together and and just to, to watch the Holy Spirit working. Where was that retreat at? It was at Seton. Oh, okay. And Lee, what about you for, um, I guess, the impact, I guess it was for you, you know, to be a part of this. Were you a facilitator, table facilitator? How was, how were your roles as this was being executed, I suppose? I was one of the table leader um, facilitators, kind of organizing the tables, recruiting individuals to come and be facilitators. Um, my husband and I did co-facilitate. And okay. um, what I heard and what I loved was... Father Ricardo has a way of using different visuals, um, maybe sacred art, different uh, uh, different visuals. That's what was so captivating about the about the uh, program and made it a little different from other other Bible studies and things that mm-hmm. we've been through. And people remembered that, and that's what spoke to them. And you know, I take away images that I saw, and 
sometimes having grown up around the gospels and we know the gospel message we can we can hear it and become it's familiar to us and you can almost quote it but this gave you a like father ricardo says a different set of lenses to look through through god's love why is that gospel what god did for us and how jesus came down um to to rescue us so and what about for you jeff i mean and and yeah yeah were you a were you a table facilitator i was not um i they decided to give me the mic and so i sort of (laughs) you were the mc i sort of the mc (laughs) for for the night but um you know certainly and it was really more of just sort of transitioning to the, the food and the videos and teeing up some people for questions at the end but um so i there was somebody else at our table that facilitated the discussion but like, like cheryl said it was it was great to hear the conversations great to see um and sort of take in the the the, the nights and um and watch people just engage in such deep fruitful conversations and one of the things that you also mentioned well i think we were at the break is that people stuck around like okay the eight o'clock came time to leave you know rather than just bolting out you know like sometimes we do after mass which is sometimes terrible um you know uh people stuck around didn't they they wanted Mm -hmm. they wanted more they wanted to be together in community with Mm -hmm. people people were hungry even though you fed them, right? Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they were very well fed. Yeah, so they were, so they were very spiritually hungry and, and you know yeah. wanted more. Yeah, and I think that speaks to what what Lee just mentioned is that we become so familiar with the message of the gospel, but um, it was two thousand years ago um, when when all of these events took place, and so it's almost out of sight, out of mind in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And Rick, Father Ricardo does such a wonderful job of putting us back in that moment to realize what Christ did for us. So just got about a minute and a half left. Um, you guys are going to do this again, St. Elizabeth Seton at least. Yep. Uh, probably St. Louis de Montfort as well, as I'm guessing they're going to roll it out again. So it'll be in the fall. Sometime in the fall. Sometime yeah. in the fall you're going to roll it out. Okay, so then what would be your advice to people listening that maybe want to do it in person or maybe just do it online? Any, any advice um, for either parishes or individuals who might want to do this? Yeah, first I would say go to uh, rescueproject.us, um, the website, and everything. every material on there is free. They have a trailer video that is, I think, 90 seconds long. Um, it's, a, it's a great way just to get a little flavor for what this is about. Um, and then all of the videos and content are on there free um, for, the, for the nights, as well as the equipping videos on how to, how to run this. That's amazing. Um, we are out of time. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing um, with us, you know, this rescue project. I'm getting excited. I forgot that it was online. I might I might just do it with my family or a small group. I think that'd be fun. Or get get over, over there. Again. Come over us. Us. I know. <laughs> getting excited. All right. Well, our guests have been Jeff Hess, Lee Mormon, and Cheryl Rennan. Um, thank you so much for being our guest to talk about the rescue project. God bless you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. This program and all Faith in Action programs can be heard or downloaded as podcasts from catholicradioindy.org. If you have a comment or suggestion for guests or topics for the program, please contact Bridget. That's B-R-I-G-I-D. Bridget at CatholicRadioND.org or call us at 317-870-8400. This program has been pre-recorded.
You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 103.7.